It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle. Our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Follow Three Point Podcast on social media at threepointpod. The fellows will get enrolling right after this from our partners. AZ Printing Solutions, formerly Hankard Sportswear, is a full-service print shop that specializes in screen printing, digital printing, and embroidery. They pride themselves on giving a great product at a great value. The area's go-to printing solution offers a 100% guarantee to exceed your expectations. AZ Printing Solutions has your favorite local spirit wear as well as many other apparel items in stock. Specialty items are available for family, sports, business, and charity events. Call 989-725-2979 or step into the store in downtown Owasso. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of Three Point Podcast, located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. It's time now for episode 254 of our Valentine's Day recording of the Three Point Podcast presented by Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center and SkyMet Cannabis. Memorial Wellness Center, man, over a thousand members now, really on track to keep on growing in our area, including in your Wellness Center membership, its use of the exercise area, the SkyTrack, You can walk, jog, or run around the track, drop in on any of the many fitness classes, check out the therapy pool. I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff, and I'm really, really enjoying the sauna and steam rooms. Only thing is, uh, I pick my spots, guys, because, you know, it's weird. Sometimes there's, let's just say, older, mm, heavier guys that don't have any... uh, modesty and when i see they're sitting in the steam room i kind of go right on over to the sauna just just a just a quirk i have going on nothing against it because right. you know we're, we're all yeah. humans but yeah i mean I will, not my cup of tea yeah what i mean it's kind of funny because i bet you there's probably some kids like my age that go walk by the steam room and look at you in there and probably have the same <laughs> thought so it's kind of funny how the world how the world spins hey, at I know, least I it, you know we, yeah we, we all grew up in locker rooms and stuff playing right. sports, you know, so we, we know how it goes. But there are some people who have, like you said, I mean, they just no shame. No <laughs> right. shame at all. And you know what? If, if that's you, that's cool. That's fine. But there are times you go to get in a sauna and you're like, oh, boy, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and sit over here, I guess. But I was going to ask you, I know, I know you got the rest of your, your open here, but yeah. So you're getting pretty settled at Memorial. You're, you're, yes. you're one of the regulars. So like you said, you're meeting everyone, you know, everyone there basically now. Yep. How are you going to feel when they go up to 5,000 members, 10,000 members, and it starts getting busier? Are that, is that going to start like messing with your routine now? Like you're going to have to wait on a machine. 
you're going to have to wait on the steam room, you know? It's funny you bring it up. You know, they, I have noticed a significant increase. I think a lot of that is yeah. the, the people, you know, the new year resolution people. And we'll see if that drops off at all. Uh, you do have to pick your spots. You know, being a semi-retired guy, I can go pretty much any time that fits yeah. my schedule. And I found out that, you know, first thing in the morning, I mean, I, I'm not going to get up at 530 to go there. It's open at 530 in the morning. Yeah. But uh, if you go there right around uh, 730, 8 o'clock, it's pretty busy with people going and get their work out in before work. Uh, I'm finding right now the best time is right around lunchtime, you know, okay. mid afternoon seems to be not as crowded. But yeah, it's it's I'm, I'm not going to say it's a concern, but it, <laughs> it's uh, it's something I'm going to have to deal with going down the road, I'm sure, because it's just going to continue to grow. It's great yep. for them. Yep. Also continuing to grow, <clears throat> pun intended, Sky Mint <laughs> Cannabis. <laughs> Farm to stash grown right here in Michigan, over 15 locations throughout the state. Check out the Sky Mint Reserve. Uh, if you're over 21, go online at skymint.com. Check out the latest deals. Sign up for the rewards program. And if you're in the Corona Owasso area, stop into the Corona store right across from Meyer. Use that coupon code 3.20 at the store for 20% off SkyMint products. Our local partners also include AZ Printing Solutions, Capital Sports Fieldhouse, Crow Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Success Group Mortgage, and Servicing also on board. Well, it's time like we always do on our podcast, play a little catch up. Jared, I think you got some things to get off your chest or tell real, us about. Real quick, before Jared, you get to your story. So whenever we, we record these uh, podcasts in mornings, Mm-hmm. Jared sipping on some coffee. I got some coffee. I'm sure Ted, maybe you do too. I had my. I, I just it made me think. Jared, how do you drink your coffee? Uh, black. No creamer, nothing, nothing at nothing all. Nothing at all. I don't. Okay. I don't drink it for the flavor. Uh, I drink it for what it jolt. does to me. Yeah. For the jolt. So no, I've always drank it black. To be honest, I started drinking coffee when I was, you know, I was in my Ted Patel Memorial Wellness stage where I was healthy and I didn't <laughs> drink calories. So I just kind of got used to never tasting it with uh, creamer, and now yeah. it's just kind of I got used to it. I have we we get this stuff. You guys have maybe heard of it. It's um it's called Nut Pods. It's a, a yeah. creamer that has it's no sugar, but you know it's like natural. Um, I do a little splash. I'm not going to say black, but I really just a bloop, little splash enough to like you know do a little something. But I'm I'm thinking Ted. I'm thinking you go pretty heavy on the creamer. No, no. Okay. Contrary. hundred okay. percent black coffee. Okay. I started off when I was young, just like Jared, you know, drinking it for the jolt and I had to put cream <laughs> and I had to put sugar in it back in yeah. those days, yeah. but uh, no, it's black all the way and a, yeah. a good cup of coffee. Nothing like it. Yeah, it, I, it is. It is one of my favorite things in the world it is a, like you said, a good cup of coffee, which so is how, weird. There's how a, many there's, do you guys drink a day? Uh, two to three. Yeah, I probably so, drink six on a day to day on a day like today like if i was going to work i'd have two tall boys as i call them um there's this gas station right around the corner small little i don't even know if it's a sunoco or what has the best coffee in the world man i'll tell you what (laughs) for like a dollar fifty for a big like 16 ounce cup so last last coffee question so jared you're kind of on a work schedule like me sometimes late nights and stuff ted i mean you you know you are at times yeah you know when you're calling a game or whatever Will you drink? Will you guys drink a cup of coffee late at night? Because there's times that I'm doing like a an NBA game that tips off at ten o'clock at night. I'll have a cup of coffee at work at like eight thirty, nine o'clock at night, 
And people are like, what are you doing? You're going to be up all night. And it's like, well, we're about to do an NBA game that's going to last three hours. Yeah. So, I mean, do you guys do that? Or do you, like, after 7 o'clock, no coffee? I I don't normally, but I probably could. I I don't know. I, I, it probably would help. Like, the day, like, I mean, speaking of late nights, we just did a game in Vancouver last night for the Red Wings. And, mm. you know, started at 10 o'clock. And yep. I turned around to the podcast this morning. Um, so I'm not in my A game. But uh, no, yeah, <laughs> like I definitely could see the the appeal of it. But no, there's some days, you know, next thing I know, I've had like five cups of coffee. So it's, I'm a yeah, little reliant. I, I, I don't. There was a time when I would take a, you know, a five hour energy drink, you know, right oh, okay. before a ball game on a Friday night. But man, that caffeine just <laughs> at my age, it just keeps me up at night. So, no, I'm, I'm pretty much wrapped up from coffee by about 11 o'clock in the morning at the latest. And then oh, okay. I, that's it the rest of the yeah. day, no matter what I got going on the rest of the night. You're going to take right. some coffee heading out to Arizona, though, right? Well, you're leaving tomorrow, Jared? Yeah, I fly out 9 a.m. tomorrow from – there's a fl- flight out of Flint every Wednesday awesome. to Mesa. It's a great flight. Um, but there, it's a little bit of a different vacation. So the original thought was I saw Aaron Rodgers talk about his darkness retreat. And he's oh. had a few of these kind of – you know, he had the ayahuasca journeys. Now he's doing this darkness retreat. Oh boy. Uh, and as you guys know, I've been kind of like, you know, my diet's horrible, staying up all night, you know, waking up early, basically just torturing my body, lack of exercise. And so my thought was, you know, I need to, I need to shake something up. So I'm heading out to Arizona. My brother is, you know, very disciplined in great shape, you know, does all the right things with his body and reading and meditation, all that crap. So I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go to boot camp. I'm going to boot camp for a week. And what started at boot camp has now kind of morphed into I am now going on a three day cleanse, not eating when I get there. I'm meditating, you know, every day, 30 minutes at least. I'm reading every day, hour at least. I'm up every morning, 4 a.m. I'm get, you know, walking who knows, five miles, maybe more. I'm doing yoga every day for an hour. Basically, the thought was if I just dedicated a whole week, to see like how, how good can I feel if I only did everything right physically, if I did everything right mentally, how would I feel at the end of the week? So we're going to figure that out. Uh, and yeah. I'm going to be the little test body to see how different I feel on a day like today where I had Jimmy John's at midnight last night <laughs> yeah. and woke up at 9 a.m. chugged two quick <laughs> coffees compared to if I treat my body like a temple and, over the course of a week. So I'm going to figure that out. I would say, I mean, your brother, I mean, he's, he's going to whip you into shape because yeah, yeah. I, I know he, he takes care of himself and uh, it's probably going to be a little bit of a struggle, I guess is what I was trying to say. So it's not just something you're going to step into, right? Like, it's not like all of a sudden one day in, you're going to be like, man, I feel amazing. You might no. be really sore. You might be really tired, even from a little bit of jet lag, you know, flying yeah. to the other side of the country. So try not to get discouraged. I, I've talked to some people who, you know, are trying to get in back into working out or back into, you know, being fit and stuff. And they get sore maybe after a couple of days. So that turns them off or after mm-hmm. a week or two of working out, they're not seeing changes on the scale, you know, like they want to. And it's like, don't let that discourage you. Like, you know, they always say muscle weighs more than fat. So you might be burning fat, but you're building muscle. So the, yep. the scale might not say that you're doing well, but you actually are. So I'm just saying like one week, that might be a good eye opener. Like, man, this actually, I, I like this, Yeah, you know, meditation, reading, eating healthy. The yeah, tough part, the tough part, like you said, is 
and it's not making excuses is doing what we do. I mean, you're going to have, it's tough to be on, it's tough to be on a regular eating routine, workout routine. When you're working a day, a night, you're eating in a truck because you got a half hour to quick eat some Jimmy John's or whatever. So that, that is one tough part. Yeah. Yeah. And on top of that, you got, uh, you know, we are recording this on Valentine's Day. I mean, do you have plans tonight before you hit the trip with your lady yeah, friend? Yeah, one last meal, uh, Frankenmuth, actually, kind of ironically uh-huh. enough. So, <laughs> yep, heading there. Um, we'll see, man. I, I, I don't know. It, it's it's not – it's kind of like I – somebody was like, man, don't you want to go on vacation and, you know, go drinking and eat good food? I'm like, dude, I do enough of that here. I need a vacation right. from my everyday life, man. So <laughs> – just got that's the place to do it that's the place to do it it's going to be great weather and and you've got someone there and your brother who yeah i mean he'll he'll get you into shape or whatever so yeah i'm curious i'm I'm very curious to hear how this goes i hope (laughs) i'll report it goes well for you like i said i think think the start of the trip will be a a three-day cleanse man so that's going to be the the toughest part You're we'll gonna see, get Ted, in the I think sweat, you've done that before, haven't you? Haven't you done some sort of like food deprivation or juice cleanse or something like that before? You talking to me? Yeah, I thought you have. Um, no, more of more of the intermittent fasting. You know, the big yeah. big thing nowadays, like like what you're talking about, is the yoga and the meditation. Don't they have uh, Don't they have spots where people go and get in these uh, tents, like teepees, and they have a big fire in the middle of it, and it's like they just sweat it out, you know, and uh, yeah. do ayahuasca and all that stuff that goes along with that. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't kind go that far. <laughs> kind of like no. the steam room. I mean, it's essentially yeah. like the steam room. Go in there yeah, and sweat it out. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't foresee it going to that length. Um, but it it will be a smaller version of an Aaron Rodgers. That's what I like to compare it to. Something funny about that Aaron Rodgers esque retreat. Boy, I think I Aaron think there's Rogers. something to that. And I mean, we we could probably do a whole podcast on this kind of stuff. We you know with the three generation thing. Mm-hmm. I think it would be interesting to talk about the different levels of fitness, meditation, yoga, you know, whatever. Because I, I think there's something too, Jared, you were talking about the meditation, taking an hour a day to read. And, you know, you always hear about how we're just always doing stuff. We're always on our phone. We're always driving somewhere to work. We're always either working or, you know, you're busy with kids if you have kids or, you know, whatever. And I, it makes me think like, Ted, you know, you hear about like back in the day before social media, before cell phones, before everyone had computers and, you know, whatever. There was just more time to just like, sit outside and listen to the birds right or just you know like turn on the radio and just sit and listen to the radio for a half hour or something right like there's so much going on nowadays that's true you know and i never been the one that you know can just sit around in silence for a long period of time there's something magical about it but my whole mindset is even when I've, I've worked my entire career, I always have to have some sort of background noise, whether it be yeah. a radio station or the television on or whatever. I'm just one of these people that I don't know why is it because I'm lonely or something. And I got to have something to do you know, for my attention while I am working, but I've never been one to just sit in silence and meditate. But the times that I have, I can definitely see the appeal. You know, it's, it's like you- a recharge. Oh yeah. What do you make of the? And I'll be honest, it, I don't think it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Four days is a little extreme because that's at that point you're basically DMT is getting stimulated because you're just sitting in darkness for four days. Right, but yeah. I would like one full twenty four hours in total darkness. I, I it makes sense why. 
that would be good for your body in your system. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you're you're Ted, you're always listening to something. You're always watching yeah. something. Your brain's right. never off. That's right. true. So maybe, that's, maybe yeah, I'll yeah. put some darkness into this retreat. <laughs> I'd, yeah. I'd be curious. I, I'd be curious how many people can handle it. You know, we've just been so trained basically i'm the same way ted i don't when i get home i either turn on some music or mm-hmm. you know you turn on you know a game or you know whatever turn on the tv or whatever i right. don't there's something even like you know when i'm showering i like to have music on or something i don't like the silence i don't know what it is so there's something too I mean, you guys you know tease me or whatever for loving to go to the beach there's something about just sitting at a beach and doing nothing just sitting there mm-hmm. listening to the water just, you know, like it's like refreshing, you know, so I, I can see four days though what Aaron Rodgers is doing. And I don't know <laughs> if I could do that, but yeah, you know, you yeah, we so- talk about those times that you go on vacation and you do disconnect from your phone for a day or two. It is all it, it's nice to not be like constantly hopping on Twitter to you see know. what's going on. Yeah. Constantly taking pictures and, you know, stuff like that. Just it's all. Yeah. You almost like remember like, wow, I don't have to have this on me all the time. Yeah, I will admit some of the some of our better vacations we we used to rent a cabin up at Traverse City, uh, kind of a secluded cabin on a little lake, and our whole routine was you know just get up, just chill out on the back deck and read. You know, you'd read till you get tired, take a little nap, you know, and read a little bit more. And and those kind of you know little five six day vacations were you you could definitely recharge. You know, yeah. There's a lot it's probably, to be said that, about that. It's probably part of why people say sometimes you need the vacation from vacation right. because you, you go on vacation and it's just like you're constantly doing something. Everything is scheduled. You know, you, I think you talked about it last time you went to Arizona, Jared. It seemed like when you went out there, it was like 10 o'clock was this, 11 o'clock was this, yeah. you know. So yeah, you get done with that vacation and it's like, oh man, I, I need two days to recharge <laughs> from that. I didn't. Right. No yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll have some sort of awakening when I come back. Like it's galaxy brain. Like I, I just quit everything and like quit this podcast, quit everything, move out to <laughs> Yellowstone Ranch and just start anew out there, man. So we'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned, everybody. Stay tuned. Well, listen, we're recording uh, this. Patel on... Ranch is going to be started in Scottsdale, Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday morning, and we, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about what what happened Monday night in East Lansing on the campus of Michigan State. Uh, I'm wearing my Michigan State hat here this morning. You know, it's my second favorite school, uh, but number one in my heart today. I mean, you know, here we go again, another mass shooting just down the road from where we're at. I mean, both my daughters graduated from Michigan State. My wife's having a real tough time this morning, you know, kind of it's all hit, you know, this Mm -hmm. close to home. And I mean, how long are we going to you know, have to keep putting up with this, you know, I don't know what the solution is, but, you know, we had Oxford in Michigan and now we got Michigan state and, you know, Jared has friends probably still over at Michigan state, you know, it really hits home. It's just a terrible tragedy. You know, I think that's something when, when it, we, we see these things sadly happen so often, but when it is closer to home, like you said, it kind of hits differently. Yep. And you brought up Oxford and, Kind of, a, I don't know what the right word is, a, a chilling kind of a, a picture I saw this morning was from last night. Some Michigan Michigan State students were gathered, probably where police had them, you know, gather and, and shelter in place. And, you know, the picture was of students, you know, they're on their phones and they're clearly like, what the heck is going on? And two of the students had Oxford strong shirts on. 
mm-hmm. you know, in, in honor, I guess, of the event that happened at Oxford. And it just, it hit me like, this is just like, it, it's just become a thing that happens in this country. And you got kids involved in an active shooter situation on their college campus, wearing shirts, honoring something that happened just down the road, you know, not too long ago at a high school. And it's like, you know, I've, I've seen people share this, this tweet, someone sent this tweet out like five, six years ago um, after another mass shooting. And they said something along the lines of, you know, when the event happened at Sandy Hook, mm-hmm. when children were killed at Sandy Hook, and that wasn't enough for people to make changes. I think that says it all right there. You know, yeah. how many times are we going to let this happen until we say like, you know, something needs to change. Right. I think people, you know, people want to want an answer. There, there is no answer because, you know, like, like you always hear people say criminals are always going to find a way to get guns or the, the bad guys are always going to find a way to get guns. And that's true, you know, but I always think like they put speed limits out on the road for a reason to try and help control, to make it safer on the road, to try and help people control their speeds, make it a little safer on the roads. Why is it so different when it comes to gun laws in this country? Like if there is any way to make it safer for kids at school, for people at church, for people at malls, for people at concerts, to make it harder for people to get guns, why would we not want to do that? Yes, of course, bad people are going to still get guns and stuff like that. We, I think we all understand that. But if there is any way to make it harder for some of these wackos, for some of these people to get guns, I would think that would be a no-brainer. Yeah, It just seems like we are so far from bipartisanship in this country Things are so divided. Ted, you've talked about that. You, you don't know if you've ever seen it this bad before. No. It just seems like one side of the aisle does not want to bend on this issue because it would be like they're giving in to the other side. You know, they're going to well, stand Well, it's money down. involved, too. Money involved in Money's the NRA involved, and everything else. Greed, you know, all that stuff. And it's just like there is no answer. Right. But if there's something we can do to try and stop one or two of these from happening, I don't see why we wouldn't do that. It's sad. It's very sad. Yeah, it it really is. I, I don't everything you guys said. I'll I'll just second it. I mean, you know, people would point this wasn't an assault rifle. This case, it, it was uh, you know a handgun. Uh, what's weird to me about this one compared to other school shootings had this is like a forty three year old guy, which is right. just it's almost like because these school shootings have become so you know national news. It's like almost like it's become the new go to like way to harm people which is really crazy and sad to think about it's it's just horrible Uh, it's weird that it happens at michigan state um right after it happens in oxford and it's just it kind of is just like it's you're numb to it at this point which is weird to say it's it's just it there's a new one of these stories it seems like every couple months uh somewhere across the country Uh, i don't know how we solve it a lot lot of people have different opinions how to solve it and i don't know it probably none of those opinions probably fully solve it probably still would happen uh, so it, it just, it's just depressing. It's part a, of what, part of how we can try to solve it is say what's on our mind. You know, yeah. we have a, we have a, a, a platform here where we can talk about it, you know, and I don't care about the, the, the people on the, on the right side that, you know, are NRI, NRA supporters and say, oh, well, guns kill people, not, or people kill people, not guns. Come on. You know, like you set up, Matt. I mean, you have to pass a test to drive a car for crying out loud. I right. mean, it, what is so wrong with 
stricter laws when it comes to gun control. I mean, you know, it may not have prevented this one because some of the initial reports I heard, this guy had no record. He got the weapons legally. There's not much you can do about that, right? I mean, but some of these other cases with the automatic weapons and walking into classrooms, you, you mentioned Sandy Hook, and there's been so many different school shootings. My wife told me this morning, I don't know if it's an exact fact, but she said she had heard that this was the 67th mass mm-hmm. shooting in this country so far this year. And we're in yeah. February. I mean, you know, I, both sides of the aisle do have to get together on this. This is right. a problem. Okay. I'm on the side of what in the hell are we doing? Why do we not have stronger gun control, not take guns away, not take our rights away to own firearms. That's never going to happen. And I never want to see that, but we right. got to have stringer more stringent gun control laws, whether it's a longer waiting period before you get a weapon, whether it's deeper background checks, but something's got to change. I mean, we say this over and over and over, and it just seems to go on deaf ears. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the shame of it is like everything you just said, it it goes on deaf ears because probably for a couple of days, it'll be in the news and then we'll move on. I mean, even this morning, I, I got home from taking the kids to school. I turned on CNN to see if, um, you know, if there were any updates or anything like that. And they were on the press conference that mm-hmm. was happening in East Lansing. But then right after that, they move on to inflation and, you know, <laughs> some some other stuff happening in politics. And I, and I, you know, I'm not necessarily that I expect them to stay on the story for the whole day or something, but it's it just made me think this is how it is. Yeah, they're going to talk about it for a little bit. They're going to do their due diligence, I guess, and talk about it. But then they're going to move on to Chinese spy balloons and, you know, some of this other stuff. And it's that's just how it is. People are going to send out thoughts and prayers. They're going to change their Facebook profile pic to Spartan Strong or, you know, some of this other stuff. And then two days from now, it's going to be back to, you know, Michigan and Michigan State basketball play this weekend. It'll be back back on to stuff like that or, you know, stuff like that. And that's. That's that's I feel like is part of the problem is it kind of like you said it, Jared, or or one of you did how we've just become numb to it. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, it'll hit us like like you guys talking about it. That's just down the road from you guys. So it hits differently. But almost in a sense, you move on because it just happens so often. I don't know how people don't see that there's a correlation with. The U.S. has the most guns out of any country in the world by a landslide. By a landslide. It's one of those graphs like U.S. is over here. Other countries are like way over here. And it's the same thing with mass shootings. You know, you look at mass shootings in other developed countries. U.S. is way over here and other countries, you know, way down here. And it's like there, there's obviously a correlation. Like you said, Ted, by no means are people saying take guns away. Right. All guns, all guns off the streets. No guns, no guns. No, that's not realistic. One, because it's just it's just not realistic. And then also there's a lot of people, I would say the vast majority of people are responsible gun owners. You know, we grew up, you know, in in, in mid-Michigan where hunting. Know, a lot of people are hunters. I mean, I, I never got into hunting, but, you know, I, we didn't have school on opening day for hunting, you know, for a reason. So <laughs> there, the vast majority of people are responsible gun owners. They store them properly. They handle them properly. They teach their kids, you know, how to handle them properly, all that kind of stuff. If you're one of those people, you have nothing to worry about, you know. You, you would still be able to get your guns. You would still be able to collect like you do, you know, all that kind of stuff. I understand people that are interested in that. I have a lot of friends who hunt and collect guns and stuff like that. So I understand that. 
it's just to make it harder for the people who maybe have bad intentions or who have a record. Like you said, that, that it might make it harder for them to get them. Why would you not want that? What are you worried about? If you are a responsible gun owner, gun owner, what are you worried about with stricter gun laws? It will, it wouldn't affect you. I just, I don't understand how people can't come together on this. And at least some sort like, it's like how, like just something, (laughs) God, we're not asking you to like go in everybody's home and take every gun away. Uh, right. And and it's not in. Uh, I mean, we we beating a dead horse. It's obviously not guns that you know. It, people do it, like you said earlier. But something, do something. Show that you're yeah. trying to do something. Yeah. Um, it it, it was, it's weird. And maybe the most eerie part about this is I was just actually in East Lansing this past weekend. First time going out there in a couple years. Um, with some buddies and I was thinking as we, you know, you know, we went out Friday and had like brunch or whatever on Saturday morning, we were walking downtown and all these young kids like laughing, smiling. I was like, man, this place is like, like it gives you a jolt of energy coming here. It's right, like, it does. you know, it's like, as one of my coworkers called it a bubble. Um, <laughs> like, you know, it's just like, it's happiness, man. And it, and it was fun being back in that situation. And it's just weird to think that it's just the total opposite a few days later. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, 48 hours of nothing going on, you know? Right. It, it made me think, kind of what you're saying, Jared, that campus is forever changed. I mean, those, those students that are there, they're never going to forget last night. You know, now, you know, you always think, like, with certain things, like, oh, this, this type of thing will never happen to me, whether it's a maybe a health issue or, you know, some certain tragedies. And then when it does, it kind of hits you like, oh, man, I'm, you know, it's not, I'm not immune to stuff like this. Michigan State's campus now is not immune to stuff like that. I, I work. I have a coworker who went to Virginia Tech, and one of these yeah. things happened at Virginia Tech a few years ago or a handful of years ago, and she said that she said it took weeks for kids to walk around campus, months, and like feel normal. That that feeling that you're talking about, Jared, kids bopping around, you know, with no worry in the world like college kids usually are. You know, she said it took weeks and months for it to get back to normal at Virginia Tech. And who knows, maybe it is now because it's been a little while and, you know, some it's cycled through some kids, you know, some classes, I guess. But it's kind of like Oxford, you know, the school there that that school's forever changed because it's because of one wacko. And well, well, not only that, Matt, it's the individuals. Just can you can you think about, you know, these poor students that hear the shooting going on are running for their lives and what the long-term ramifications would be like PTSD, you know, it's going to be with them the rest of their lives, you know, nightmares and everything that goes along with it. Uh, So, you know, I think we've all brought our points to the table here. We know something has to change and a couple days down the road, damn it, nothing will change, which is unfortunate, you know, and I guess we just got to keep trying to push for it. Uh, Well, Let's kind of move on from that and get back to, you know, talk about the news cycle you, you mentioned, but we're, we're going to talk about a few other things, sports, uh, entertainment, uh, but we'll start off here coming out of this break. We'll tell you about what's going on in the prep spotlight presented by Capital Sports Fieldhouse. Capital Sports Fieldhouse is the home of hit and pitch and a whole lot more. The 10,000 square foot turf field can be used for all indoor sports training, including football, baseball, basketball, softball, soccer, and many other activities. Hit and pitch has seven indoor batting cages with full pitching tunnel and the state of the art hit tracks training system utilized by MLB organizations. 
Located in the old Capitol Bowl J.C. Penny block on South Washington in Owasso, Michigan. For more details, call Capital Sports and Hit and Pitch at 989-472-4624 or online at capitalsportsfh.com. All right, guys, we'll keep it kind of short and sweet in this segment here. Again, brought to you by Capital Sports Fieldhouse. Ovid Elsie. Uh, Jared, you talked about in our interview with Josh Latz, you know, mark them up for 15 wins every single year. Well, they had a big week. They beat Corona last night, Monday night, 50 to 33. They now improved to 15 and two. And this came after a big two point win over Duran last Friday on Z92.5. Clay Wittenberg hit a short pull up jumper with just three seconds left to go in that game. I'll tell you, man, that mid Michigan athletic conference has been fun this season. I mean, you got Duran, a quality team. You got Ovid Elsie, obviously quality and First place will be on the line Friday night when uh, Chesanine and Ovid Elsie go at it. I mean, it's just been a fun year. What do you make of that, Corona? That was a bit of a head-scratcher. I mean, yeah. I don't know the last time I saw 33 points scored that wasn't maybe the first game of the year. Yeah. That was out of the I was thinking field, the same man. thing. I mean, Durant or uh, Ovid Elsie obviously played some good defense, but, yeah, that is a head-scratcher in today's day and age of the three-pointer. I mean, 33 points, that's – I don't know yeah, I mean, what the story was. I mean, Corona's a pressing team. Ovid Elsie just must have took the air out of the ball, man. Yeah. And it's especially with um, some of the players that Corona has, you know, three-point shooters. And I know they had a, a significant injury to one of their big, their, you know, good players recently. Yeah. But um, I, I'm very curious. It, it's the same. I think I've said it a few times, like football season. Very curious to see how some of these teams do in the postseason. Because it, it looks like some of them are built for a little bit of a run. So hopefully – you know, they're able to get back some, get, get through some tough districts and uh, make some noise in the postseason. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I mentioned, Ovid Elsie had a big night uh, or a big couple nights. Ovid Elsie girls, they clinched a share of the Mid Michigan Athletic Conference with a two point win over Duran last Friday night on Ava Bates' 18 footer. And, you know, you're talking about some of the other teams in our area. Uh, Langsburg, you know, they're now 16 and 0 after Friday night's win over St. Pat. So they're, they're, what, four or five wins away from running that uh, perfect regular season that we've talked like, about with their head coach. Like, like their head coach said, they're not talking about it, right? They're not right. talking about it. We are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should do uh, it, man. Uh, It'd be a very big disappointment. If, if, once you get to 16, I mean, they're all thinking about it now. Yeah, he can act yeah. like they're not. But yeah. that's that's right. once you get to 15 and 0, that's all you're thinking yeah, about the yeah. rest of the regular season. There's no doubt about that. You know, Ch we talked about the Mid-Michigan Athletic Conference. Chesanine kept pace in that race. They downed Byron. So they'll be matching up with Ovid Elsie on Friday. Duran improved to 15-3 and three overall. They defeated uh, Brandon on Monday night. That's who Corona has this coming Friday. Speaking of Corona, they beat Clio last Friday. Peyton Tremere had 20. And you talked about the injured Cavalier. Tarek Bowers on the mend after uh, – just a freakish injury where he took a knee into the uh, side, broke a couple ribs and punctured a lung. And he was in the, the hospital for an extended period of time. And I think he's finally out now and on the road to recovery, but man, what a, what a bad injury, huh? That's bad. And I, I have a similar, um, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully everything's good and he's able to, to rehab and be back on. I don't know Probably if he'll be able field. to play. Yeah, I don't know if he'll be able to play the rest of this basketball season, but you know, so hopefully that, he's yeah. good to go. I when I saw that or heard that, um, it happened to me and it was in flag football a few years ago. But um really I took I took an elbow to the ribs. It wasn't as extreme. I didn't break ribs or puncture lung. I cracked a few ribs Jeez. and when I got home that night, it you know, it hurt, but I just figured it was my ribs. 
but I started to not be able to, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't in, I couldn't inflate my lungs because my ribs hurt so bad. So I ended up going to the hospital and my lung was about to collapse. They said, if I, (sighs) if I hadn't, if I hadn't come to the hospital that through the night, my lung probably would have collapsed. So they gave me this like breathing machine and stuff like that. Um, that was some of the worst pain I've ever been in. So to think of that, and then, you know, he obviously broke ribs and punctured his lung. I can't imagine how that felt. Okay. Hopefully he's all good. That's something I'm glad I've never, the ribs that terrifies me, the ribs and lungs. That's an area I hope to never, ever have problems with, man. It's that's scary. What's your most significant sports injury? injury? Yeah. Uh, Senior year of high school basketball with a couple games to go in the regular season. I, sprained my ankle severely up at Bullock Creek. Uh, it, it was probably worse than a break. I still feel it to this day. You know, I missed the last couple of regular season games and uh, I did come back to play in the district opener, which we lost, but uh, limped around and played. But that was the worst injury I had. I dislocated a finger. That's the only other injury I really had. Jerry, yeah, I never, I never had a sports injury ever. Like I was, yeah. I was Iron Man. <laughs> no, um, but no, I was lucky, man. Knock on wood, I never, I never got hurt. I, I don't know, never, I never had a diagnosed yeah. concussion. Just kind of always dodged that sort of thing. So I don't know, I was lucky. I dislocated a bunch of fingers. I remember one time in JV football, I got up from making a catch, and my hand was kind of sore. Got back to the huddle, and these four fingers were all right angled over this way. Mm-hmm. Ran over the sidelines, and our trainer Jamie, she popped Hold them all it. back in. Um, I rolled my ankle probably 47 times, you know, who knows, but yeah. pulled a hamstring a couple times. Yeah, I think you know, I might've had a, con- no, I was going to say, I think I might've had yeah. a concussion in high school football. One game. I, I remember I went up and Got went high in the legs. air and a def- defensive back undercut my legs and I landed right on yeah. my head and missed practice for the whole next week and got ready for the next game. Oh, I was going to say, I figured they would have just sent you back in the ball game. And just got your bell rung. Yeah. Back in them days, no, I, that was pretty bad. Dirt on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know Take, if I, I definitely remember a couple times, you know, having that the the cobwebs, you know. Um, I don't know. I'd be curious if I ever would have actually been diagnosed with a concussion, though. I don't know if I, yeah. I, I did. I think I'm having. I definitely after remember effects from it now. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely remember in middle school, maybe even high school, a couple times. But kids probably were concussed. You know, got got their bell right. rung and were definitely out of it and it was just like uh hey can you follow my finger <laughs> all right right it's, right it's not like funny but just like how different it was then yeah. versus now well we'll wrap up this portion with just a couple of shout outs in wrestling new lothrop you know what else is new seven individual mm-hmm. division four district wrestling champions on saturday and corona came away with a couple of district crowns xavier anderson and ducky davis district championships for the Cavaliers. So that kind of brings us up to speed on what's going on in the prep spotlight here in mid Michigan. And we'll be back, talk a little bit Super Bowl and a couple other things right after this. Looking to buy items online, go to CRAuctions.com. All you need to do is download the app to your phone or computer and start buying and selling today. CRAuctions.com will market your items all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy something, we can help with that too. Just go to CRAuctions.com. Search our inventory and place your bid. Plus, there are online auctions for farm machinery, firearms, automobiles, and truckloads of overstocked items. It's fast, it's easy, and you will get results. Get the app and check out CRAuctions.com today. 
Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. I'm a bit of a contrarian, contrarian on this take. I'll be the first to admit it. But before you guys state your opinions on that final play, I just got to get my thoughts out there. So when this play happened, uh, and the play I'm referencing it was third and eight, you know, basically the game was decided on this play. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster was held uh, by Eagles defensive back number 24. And here's my take on this whole situation. Everyone's saying that the the refs blew the game. They they ended this absolutely awesome game. It's their fault. Who makes that call? Who would ever do that? And I'm watching it, and uh, I think it's Brad Broadway Bradway Bradbury uh, Bradbury Bradbury said it in post game uh, presser himself, which I loved. I mean, I think Jason Hunt tweeted it. You know, always take the high road. He comes across so well by saying what he did after that game, saying, yeah. you know, I held him. I thought I hope maybe they wouldn't call it, but they did. Uh, but the way I look at this, man, if, if if you think the Eagles got cheated, did you watch that second half? The Eagle or yeah. the Chiefs were scoring at will. <laughs> and yeah. the only time the Eagles, quote unquote, would have been able to stop them is by praying that the ref doesn't call an obvious flag. Yeah. And just given the situation, I mean, who like as if this defensive back is Michael Jordan or something going to get some sort of special treatment. I didn't understand why it became the convict, the topic of conversation following that game it was a great game it sucks how it ended none of us liked how it ended but it was the right way for it to end it was by the book it was pass interference I I just don't understand why And we talked about this a couple weeks ago of course no matter what the game is no matter what the situation is people always bring it back to the refs man he made the right call what what, if he if he didn't call that and the Eagles somehow won we'd be bitching about that call how the Chiefs got screwed there is no there's no rhyme or reason. It's the right call. It's the correct call. Obvious pass interference. This these this secondary had been getting cooked all game. It's not like you give them the benefit of the doubt, like they would have been covering on that play. No, 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 no. They had to literally hold to keep the Chiefs from scoring a touchdown and converting that anyway. So yeah. it, it's just I, I hate how this great game, great performances from Hertz, Mahomes is being now basically turned into just this very small conversation about this one singular play as if the ref made the wrong call. I am on the ref's side. I stand with the zebras on this one. He made the correct call. I don't care what the situation was. What we saw that entire game was these this defensive backs and secondary getting absolutely cooked. So I have no problem with them not rewarding them uh, when they needed the refs the most. It, that's the right call. Yep. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. It was the right call. He held. I mean – Bradbury, the cornerback, admitted it. Even Nick Sirianni, the Eagles head coach afterwards, basically said the same thing. I mean, he he said, you know, people want to say that the, the whole game came down to that one play. And, you know, like, like you said, he took the high road and he said, no, there's 20, 30 plays that a game comes down to. It didn't just come down to that one play. He was probably also referencing, like you said, Jared, his defense couldn't stop anything in that second half. So, no, it did not come down to that one play. My one beef with it is they weren't calling that stuff the whole game. You know, that was the only holding call the whole Super Bowl. And you're going to call it in that spot. 
And it wasn't like it was so egregious. Yes, when you slow it down frame by frame, like we've said, when you do frame by frame, slow it down, you can see a little bit of a jersey tug. You know, Bradbury, the corner, he admitted it. He did grab. But if you're kind of letting guys play, you know, the whole game, why do you decide to throw the flag right there? And Juju Smith-Schuster, the receiver, I mean, we know how receivers are. Anytime they get touched, they're throwing their hands up and they're saying, "What? where's the flag? What the hell? He had zero reaction after that ball sailed over his head. He just started almost running back to the sidelines. So even he didn't even necessarily maybe think that it should have been a flag. That's my one thing. You know, did did that play decide the Super Bowl? No. It, it would have been cool if, you know, Jalen Hurts then got a legit shot after that, you know, to drive down the field and go for the win. As a fan, that would have been fun. That's my only beef. The refs weren't calling that. You, they probably could have made that similar call five other times the rest of the game, and they didn't. They decided to on that game. It was the right call, you know is what it is. Patrick Mahomes yeah. was basically lights out in the second half. Yeah. I mean, you guys broke it down perfectly. I mean, if you, if you watch that play at full speed, would you call that a hold? Probably 90% of the time you wouldn't, you know, but I agree also with Jared, you know, it doesn't matter on the time of the game. Unfortunately for the fans, it did kind of def- things that it didn't give us that exciting couple of moments in the game yeah. seeing if Hertz could drive them downfield and like you said what a great game I, I think I tweeted it or I texted you guys I, I'm going to be the first to admit Jalen Hertz is much much better a pro than I thought he was going to be I mean I he was a damn good college quarterback I don't know why I had hesitation that he'd be this kind of quarterback in the NFL but I mean, he's a generational talent. You know, he's one of the top uh, five quarterbacks in the league, and his future career is going to look good, man. What a Super Bowl to come out on the losing side. I mean, he had a great game. You know, he had was he had a hand in four touchdowns for the Eagles. Unfortunately, right. his fifth touchdown went to the Chiefs on that fumble, which you know, ultimately yeah. cost him. Basically, basically, the one mistake of the game was that, right. and it, it turned into a Chiefs touchdown that, you know, maybe turned the momentum a little bit. But I want to know what the hell Patrick Mahomes got shot into his ankle at halftime because he sure he sure looked like he wasn't gonna be able to play and he comes out in the second half and he's perfectly fine i mean he he got some sort of painkiller or something shot up in him but yeah yeah he's uh i i mentioned last week you know I, I definitely do have a little chiefs fatigue you know i mean and that's not going away i don't think they're going away no. anytime soon but he he is he's a hell of a player the goat conversation with him is a bit much for me right now you know, he's definitely on his way, but um, that was, it was a heck of a game. I mean, both quarterbacks, you can see you, you got to have a legit quarterback in the NFL nowadays if you want to win. I mean, you got to have a quarterback like Hertz. Or you got to have a quarterback like Mahomes or or you're not winning. So, yeah. Do the Lions have that in Jared Goff? You know, uh, we'll see. We'll find yeah, out. It, yeah. It, I, I mean, Mahomes, I'd. Everyone said it, man. He's he's incredible. I, I he's the best quarterback. I it's him and Tom Brady. Tom Brady is obviously has all the accolades and had just the winning spirit and found ways to win. In terms of just like you watch him on the field and you're like, that guy's incredible. Patrick Mahomes is is the best. And it's funny, he only threw for 185 yards, but right. he was just he was just so perfect in in that second half. And I know the offensive line protected him well, didn't get sacked at all, but He's he's so he's mobile enough to avoid sacks, and I mean the big his biggest play of the game was a rush uh, to get him in a field goal right. range near the at the end of the game. Uh, and it's funny how he's so 
good, yet there's nothing really negative around him. Everybody loves him. Seems like a great guy. I actually love how, you know, a lot of people hate on, you know, his wife and his brother, like Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> I think it's kind of awesome that he's like uh, Jackson Mahomes, like as soon as the game's over, he's out there doing TikTok dances and Patrick just doesn't care. He's like, you know, do whatever right. you want, man. Do what makes right. you happy. People are going to hate on you. Uh, I, I can take it. So go ahead and do what makes you happy. I think that's kind of awesome. I mean, Hurts, probably my favorite player to watch in the NFL. The the running quarterback is such a novelty uh, in the NFL in terms of like the, where they have to design runs for him. I mean, he's we've all seen the weightlifting videos of him squatting, you know, 600 plus pounds. Uh, it's just his demeanor is yeah. awesome. It's like he's straight out of like, you know, 1940s military, you know, military <laughs> is what I think of when I see a man. I mean, it's funny seeing the video on the sideline of Sirianni like kind of taunting the Chiefs at one point. Yeah. And Hertz is the one that's like kind of getting him back in the huddle. I mean, he's yeah. a grown man. He's been a grown yeah. man ever since he was 18 years old at Alabama and yeah. how he handled the whole Tua benching. We don't need to re rehash that, but he, how do you not like him? I mean, everything yeah. about him, he he does it the right way uh, and he's talented and the Eagles are a fun team to watch. Um, and they're lucky to have him. It, it goes to show what I was thinking. Mahomes obviously has all the talent in the world. And what, what I'm about to say is not taking anything away from him. So like anyone listening, I'm not saying like he shouldn't get any credit. But I, I was just thinking, like, how perfect of a scenario was it for him to get drafted by the Chiefs with Andy Reid? You know, mm -hmm. so much. You have these quarterbacks. I mean, think about maybe like a Trevor Lawrence. He spends his first year with whatever the heck Urban Meyer was trying to do. And then in his second year, he has Doug Peterson. And they're in the playoffs. And Trevor Lawrence looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You know, yeah. like if Patrick Mahomes would have got drafted, say, by the Lions. Browns or yeah, by the Lions, maybe, you know, with Matt Patricia or, you know, by whoever, some other team would Patrick Mahomes be Patrick Mahomes. You know, I, you know, I don't know. Kind of, you could say the same with Tom Brady, you know, he got drafted by the Patriots with Bill Belichick. Um, right. So I would just like Patrick Mahomes deserves all the credit for everything he has done, but man, Andy Reed was putting on a clinic. The, the plays that he was dialing up, I mean, Mahomes was just having to hit wide open yeah. receivers. It was wide Hard open, receiver, wide open. It was just like, man, it's same with Nick Sirianni with, with Jalen Hurts. I mean, they run the perfect offense for Jalen Hurts. I tweeted it a couple times, but watching the Eagles, it just made me think, I want Michigan to run this offense. I want J.J. Mm. McCarthy to run this offense with some of those QB, with those draws, with the RPO. Like that offense that they run with Hurts is just perfect for him. But in, yeah. In, it, uh, one thing that cracks me up about the, about what the whole talk about the Eagles and their offense, the whole fourth down, like QB sneak thing, people are acting like it's some miraculous play. It's just the only NFL team that has a quarterback that will do a QB sneak whenever and it has like a right running way. quarterback. So like, people are acting like they, they've reinvented the wheel on this fourth down play. No, it's just because they have a quarterback that can uh, weight lift 600 pounds uh it, it's, and, uh, it's not really that crazy that he can get a yard whenever he wants it um and a great offensive line then. yeah it's sure. a, a, a hall of fame center it, right. it, people are right. acting like yeah sirianni is some legend but andy reed man it was impressive dialed in <laughs> i was joking with my buddy who's a eagles fan like man you're giving andy reed a 30 minute halftime to come yeah, exactly. out exactly in the second half i mean not good uh i loved it i mean you've Maybe I've I've seen them before, but it seemed like they really kind of hammered home the whole sending a guy in motion, have him stop right at the snap, and send him back out the other way. I mean, it's something simple, but I feel like it's something you've never really seen that often. Or 
uh, it's just something that definitely could be taken advantage of a lot more than it currently is at every level of football. I mean, it's funny seeing an NFL defensive back. As soon as that guy goes in motion, he just doesn't even watch him, just sprints to the other side. Uh, and it, it was just fun watching him just totally dial it up. And, I mean, you never see guys that open in the NFL, especially the Super Bowl. Yeah. It was a hell of a game. Too bad. The ending was a little anticlimactic, but it was a, a great uh, fitting end to the season. And the Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. You know, you talked about Andy Reid making adjustments at that 30-minute halftime, which, you know, it's the way it is. It's just the way it is in the Super Bowl. It's different than regular season. He did have extra time to make adjustments. Team rested up. You know, whatever they put into Mahomes' ankle definitely kicked in. But speaking of halftime, what are your guys' thoughts on Rihanna? You got to get that on the table here. I want to I want to hear your thoughts first. Okay, my thoughts are, I watched it twice. You know, I, I DVR'd the game last night. I rewatched it. Um, I thought it was very good. I mean, is it a top 10 of all time? I don't know about that. But I thought for the Super Bowl, you know, it had the spectacle with all the dancers. They, I don't know how the hell they, they got them up there on those platforms like that. I mean, to me, that seems like a major yeah. insurance risk. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I thought it was fine, you know. I thought she played the hits that uh, that I was pretty much familiar with, you know, as a kind of a casual listener of her. It was it was perfectly fine. Yeah, I I like Rihanna a lot. I mean, she's kind of in my wheelhouse as far as like the generation thing. She she was mm-hmm. huge, you know, when I was in high school. Then you know, going through college, so all those hits. I mean, I've they're on my playlists and stuff like that. So I, I like her music a lot. So that part I loved. I always think the people that rip, you know, you, you got to try and think about these performers are trying to do something different with the spectacle, with their performance for these halftime shows. Because if they just went out there with a stage and sang with a few dancers, mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to do that. So, you know, they're trying to think of something different. Like you said, with the stage, with all the crazy dancers and those costumes or whatever the heck was going on. You know, so that part of it, that never bothers me. You know, like when the weekend a few years ago was like going through those the the hallways or whatever with all the mirrors and stuff, you know, they're, they're trying to think yeah. of something different. They're trying to entertain the, the people at home, you know, so they're, they're trying to do something. So that, that doesn't bother me. And then the whole pregnancy thing, you know, that, that comes into play. Like, you know, no one knew she was pregnant before she goes out there to perform. So to think that she's out there, however, three months or whatever, four months pregnant doing this. That adds a whole other thing to it. So I'm a Rihanna fan, so I liked it. I like the entertainment. None of these halftime shows really bother me. but No, they're all good. Yeah, it it was good. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, the Super Bowl blows your mind every time you watch it. Everything about it. The the whole production. (laughs) All the different feature stories they have. All the, you know, in the in-game, you know, kind of like cinematic highlights they roll out a couple different times. It's it's a plus production. The commercials is my favorite day of the year. Um, the halftime show is the exact same way. I mean, it's crazy like how they're they have these cameras right in the middle of the show. Uh, and they're you know, they're doing weird camera movements, spin outs, and it's so like coordinated and planned. It looks great. She did she performed well. I mean, I, I liked how she didn't bring out anybody uh yeah. with her. She didn't need to. There's some people that that need to, she didn't need to. Um, so I was totally fine with it. It was a good performance. I mean you didn't take your eyes off the screen while it was going on. I could tell you that much uh, right. where you might've done that during the game. So what more can yeah. you say? Had a higher viewership yeah. rating than the entire game as well. Yeah. It did. Yeah, I know. 
Yeah, I thought it was well done. Now, where do they go from from here? Do they keep it on the, the modern stuff? Do they maybe try to break in uh, some country or some Taylor Swift? I, I was surprised. She's never done the Super Bowl, has she? I feel like she's got to be up there at some point, right? You know, I, as big as she is. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think they asked her to do it this year, but she wanted to wait until she was she had an album coming out or she was going on tour or something along those lines. So she gotcha. did. But I think she is. And it wouldn't surprise me. She does it next year in the rotation. Yeah, she, another she, one. Another one. I thought that I looked it up and had never done it. Like if they want to move it completely to a different genre and go country, Garth Brooks would be a good selection, I think. Oh, dear God. Why that not? would that would be that would be definitely hitting like an earlier generation, you know. I mean, yeah. he's he's still he Garth some Brooks. great music, People, man. Right, he's still he came down uh, to Charlotte. He he toured last year, and his his show down here in Charlotte, I remember, was like sold out. Tickets were like crazy. So that would still be oh, yeah. a big name. Yeah. I think you got to find the wheelhouse. Like, yeah. you know, Rihanna, like I said, does hit kind of my Everything. you know generation. Jared's age, you know, still likes Rihanna. Ted, you you heard all of her songs when they were on the radio, you know. So right. if you went too new with like a new artist, half of the people would be checked out. They'd be like, "Who the heck is this?" If you go too right. old, like when they went with the Rolling Stones and you know at, at halftime right. and some of these other ones, the younger generation is like, "Who the heck is this?" So you got to find it, it is you got to find the right wheelhouse. People are still going to complain, whoever it is. People are going to find a way to complain about it, just like with the national anthem. I'm a Chris Stapleton fan. I mean, I brought it up last week. I was yeah. looking forward to it. Love his music. Big fan. That's awesome. I honestly think it was one of the best national anthems I've ever seen. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, pr- prisoner of the moment a little bit. I'm a big fan. You know, some people didn't like it because they said it was almost like too generic, you know, but oh, I loved it. His voice. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a great voice. I, I never have super strong thoughts on a national, you know, when they're terrible. Right. Uh, and if, as long as, as long as it's not one of the ones that are terrible, then I think you did a pretty good job. So yeah, that's true. Um, no, but I think they finally, they have the right wheelhouse in these, these halftime performances, man. It's, they finally have figured it out. We've talked about this on previous pods with the Rihanna, the weekend, Garth Brooks. I mean, good God, man, take a nap during halftime. If that <laughs> happened, what, I mean, he's got good songs. Nothing like for us old like folks, huh? what, what show is he going to put on that rivals what Rihanna did? with the platforms he's literally just gonna be standing with maybe a couple of girls wearing jean shorts behind him uh and he's things you know call him baton rouge I, I don't i don't see the appeal of that that was a very wild one to throw out there man uh, really so, so you're that's saying the then the future wait let me ask you this so you're saying the future then of the super bowl's gotta be uh just a major spectacle production is that what you're saying yes Okay. Yes. Fair enough. We, I mean, we it, disagree it, it, on that. There's not, nothing wrong with Garth Brooks. I mean, yeah. it was like uh, maybe Katy Perry's the one that you know kind of changed all this with jumping out of yeah. the stadium or whatever she did. But right. I don't know. I love it. It's it's as much about the music as it is about just being glued to the screen for 15 minutes. So yeah. Garth Brooks, I'm out on that, man. Okay. So we It'd said Taylor Swift. Yes. Yeah, other couple. She, who, who? Another couple you guys would throw out. I yep. mean, t- Taylor Swift, I think, would be one. I, I I, did used to think Imagine Dragons would be one when they were, like, big. They've kind of fallen off a little bit, you know, like because I've always heard that their concerts are just, like, insanely entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've, they've kind of fallen out of, like, the mainstream, I guess, a little bit. Um, yeah, it's kind of tough on the spot to think of who. Yeah, I'm... 
who it would be. Last year's was great, obviously, with the four or five, six, you know, hip hop rap artists that came out, you know, Eminem, Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre and all them, because again, it hit multiple generations and you could put on a bit of a show. But kind of the same thing with them, like, you know, rap concerts, they don't really go up there and like perform much. They're mostly just standing there, you know, doing their, it's all the dancers. It's an all everything else around it. So maybe Garth mm-hmm. Brooks could come up with something. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know if today's kids, no Garth Brooks that well. I agree with you, Ted, that he would have some hits. Yeah. I think there'd be a large part that'd be like, who the hell is Garth Brooks? You know? Wow. A mega yeah. superstar like Garth Brooks, and he's mega already superstar. aged out. Maybe aged out already. 2000. Oh, my Maybe, God. Uh, he sells out stadium, football stadiums, Jared. <laughs> football stadiums. It's time to wake know, up. How man. can you not, say he's irrelevant? Too anymore. I, yeah, you know well, who'd be big? Yeah, and I think you or someone Justin texted Bieber. it in our in our group text would be Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus would be a yeah. big one. I mean, Justin Bieber's got a one coming somewhere in the future. Man. Bieber, yeah, Timber. Well, Timberlake already did one. He'd he'd be good again. But yeah, Bieber, actually, Bieber would be a good one. Actually, you know, he could bring a few people out. Miley Cyrus could bring her dad out. You know. <laughs> yeah, the obvious one is is Taylor Swift. So that yeah, like, yeah. if I'm the NFL, that's you know target one, two, and three for next year, um, and then just go from there. Well, we got to mention you. you. You brought up commercials. I got to be honest. I don't think I watched like one. I think I was kind. I was kind of watching, really? but I really don't remember many. I mean, I you know I kind of was watching, but not closely. Yeah. Were they, were they good or what? I know Ted. You you probably were definitely watching the commercials. Yeah, most of them were decent. You know, there were some duds. Uh, I think Maya Rudolph and her M&M's one was pretty stupid. But I, the one that stood out to me the most was I'm a big Brian Cranston fan and where they did the popcorners uh, commercial, you know, basically oh, uh, right. take off on Breaking Bad. I thought that was pretty good. I did yeah. see the the Serena Williams one where she basically re, uh, redid the the Inches Speak by Al Pacino in Any Given Sunday. I think wasn't it, it was for right. Remy Martin. Yeah, uh, Serena Williams, obviously one of the greatest ever. You you can't redo that speech by Al Pacino. I was watching yeah, it and it, I was it, like, "This is a dud! Like, what what is happening right now? You can't redo Al Pacino's speech from any given Sunday." So I that agree one, with you. Um, yeah, that one was. Yeah. yeah, I mean, people say the the commercials are horrible every year, yeah. even though they're awesome. There, I mean, they're you put five million dollars into these damn things. They 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 should be pretty good. Uh, the one that I'll just say was brilliant. I'll, I'll be honest, hand up. It kind of got me was the, I don't even remember what the, the TV brand was, but it was when it, you know, it fooled everybody into thinking like oh. somebody was changing the channel. I mean, that was smart, man. <laughs> I was on my phone, looked up like what the hell's going on. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be the first to admit that kind of tricked me. Was it? I've rethought, or... I've rethought my favorite, my favorite commercial, number one commercial. I mean, you can't beat Jesus. Come on. The that Jesus was interesting. That, it kind yeah. of came out of nowhere. I, I didn't expect that. Uh... <laughs> right at like the prime time of the game. Like I think it was right, right after the Eagles scored a touchdown. <laughs> I, I don't, I've never understood how, how that works. Who is paying for this ad? I don't, right. I don't know. I, it was something, man. I, are, you, are you saying that sarcastically or? A little sarcastically. How are you going to go against Jesus? Come on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there was, like, um. Who who's uh, I'm blanking on his name, Jared. You definitely, I mean, Ted, you probably do too. The the like hot actor right now. He was in Top Gun Maverick. Um, Miles Teller. Oh yeah, Miles yeah, yeah. Teller. The the Bud Light one where cool. they were dancing to the the hold music. That was, that was pretty mm-hmm. funny. But yeah, the Jennifer those are probably Lopez, the only ben ones Alf, that were noteworthy to me. Was pretty good too. Yeah. And I tell you what, I one thing that we're gonna get into Ted training tonight, but uh, the 
the new air Nike, you know, about uh, Sonny Vaccaro and signing Michael Jordan and Phil Knight and all yeah. that. I think it looks great, man. There were some people texting in our group chat that we were in saying it looks horrible. I don't know where they got that from. Great actors, know. sports story. I mean, it's just like Showtime, that HBO documentary, man. You got good actors. You tell them a sports story. Uh, I'm in. It, it looks awesome. Yeah. Especially a story Sounds like good. that. I mean, that that is such a generational story how michael jordan basically changed uh, so many different you know the the shoe game you know sports marketing all that kind of stuff I, I i hope it's not bad because i think it looks really good and it has a lot of potential so hopefully it lives up to the hype i think it looks really good yeah it's i'm looking forward to watching it it's got enough good actors uh it, it, and we know the story, so all three of us will enjoy it, no matter what some of the critics might have out there. Well, normally that would be slid right into Tedertainment, but, uh, you know, let's wrap up the podcast with a little edition of Tedertainment tonight, right after this. Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380. All right, guys, right out of the get-go, The Last of Us. I know Jared and I have seen episode five. Did you get a chance to watch it, Matt? I haven't yet. yet. And we won't spoil it for you, but we'll just say this was definitely a good episode. And if you want to... If you want to check out the zombies, this is a this is the one to check out. I think it was it was pretty well done. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, It's the show just keeps delivering, man. I mean, last week's episode was definitely kind of like a setup episode for a bigger Mm -hmm. show this week, and and it was great. Uh, I mean, we what more can we say about that show? You just tune in every week. They keep knocking it out of the park. You just hope that this season wraps up in a in a great way, which seems like it probably will. Yep. I am curious if have, have you guys heard if there's going to be a second season? Uh, I haven't I heard, but I'd be is. shocked if I they didn't. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I know there's obviously two games, so I don't know if this season they're going to end it or if they're planning on a second season. I'm, I'm, I've been wondering that as well. If this is like if this is just a, like if this is Pedro Pascal's only season, and maybe they do, you know, because I think part two was kind of Ellie's like prequel story or whatever yeah. so uh, yeah i don't know I, I i've been wondering that as well I, I don't know if this is a one and done season if it is great uh yeah. if not i'll take another season of it uh so either way i'm cool with it yeah i, I just love I, I think i mentioned it the zombies are so cool yeah <laughs> i don't mm-hmm. know I'm, I'm not like a huge zombie movie fan or whatever i just like how realistic they look in this show yeah yeah just it, it, everything H- hbo knocks it out of the park it's well done, and you don't have to be uh, a game connoisseur to enjoy it. Right. You know, I never played the game. I have if if the game is the same as what the show is, that's cool. Cool, but yeah. uh, I like the way they've re- they wrote the show. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they continue it on, kind of similar to what Game of Thrones. You know, I mean, they'll they'll have new storylines. It doesn't have to necessarily follow the game as they move forward. Heck, if it's still making money and the actors want to stay on board why not keep it on for two, three years? 
So yeah. we'll see. One thing I'm doing, guys, you know, it's Oscar season right around the corner, and I'm trying to oh, catch yeah. up on the Oscar-nominated movies. And the first one that I watched, it's on HBO Max right now, called The Banshees of Insurance. Have you heard anything about that one? It I've has. It. Uh, it's really, really good. I mean, Colin Farrell's in it. Uh, the story is about World War One Ireland and about uh, this little island village and these two buddies or or not buddies. I mean, it's hard to describe the show, but this is Oscar worthy just for the acting alone. I thought the acting was superb. And if you get a chance to watch the Banshees of Insurance, I give it two point nine five out of three. You know, the I ending. I, I did hear that some people more. said. Yeah, I heard some people say that that it's Colin Farrell's best movie Absolutely. as far as his acting performance. Yeah, it, uh, it, it's that's hilarious. There's nothing that's the least shocking thing I've ever heard you say, Ted, is that you go and watch all the Oscar nominees like every <laughs> dear God. Yeah. Well, hey, will... it's a job, man. We appreciate you. Thanks for your service. Yeah, right. no problem. You know, when you got time to kill, why not exactly? And it, you know, with television nowadays and the recent sources you have to check out these movies without going to the theater on some of them now like we watched uh, everything everywhere all at once have you heard about that one you liked it yeah it's a great movie i loved it okay you I didn't like it, it? good it, it was str- it was okay it was strange it was just it you couldn't take your eye off of it and and some of the acting was good it was one of the stranger movies i think i've ever seen you know it had some kind of uh, tie-in to society which i get uh I only give that one about a 2.7, though. It just was a little bit too out there for me. Yeah, it was a little out there, but I still, I mean, it pulled at your heartstrings a couple different times, I thought. Um, yeah. I mean, my favorite part of that is, I'm blanking on his name, but the the young kid from the Goonies. Yeah, makes Daniel him, you know, uh, He's a grown man now, and he's great in the movie. He did, um, a, he did a nice job. I agree with you there. Yeah, so that, that's I would definitely recommend checking that out. Like you said, it's a little out there. It takes kind of, you know, maybe an hour into the movie to kind of totally understand what the hell is going on. <laughs> but it, it, it lands the ship uh, or the, yeah. the plane. So I, I, it, it, it all makes sense in the end. Yeah. The other two I've seen, there's four I haven't seen yet. I haven't seen The Fablemans, All Quiet on the Western Front, Tar, and I haven't seen Avatar, Way of Water yet. So I'm still looking forward to that. But I did see, obviously, we talked about it on a previous pod, Top Gun Maverick. And far as an Academy Award movie, I put it right up there at the top. I mean, it, it was a blockbuster. Blockbusters don't usually win. I bet you that Banshees of Insurance would have the edge on them with the voters. But when you think about a, a, a blockbuster movie and you got Tom Cruise and Miles Teller, that one for me, I give that a 3.0. That was a great flick. Yeah, it, it was. We've talked about it, uh, you know, a lot. It, I loved it in theaters. I'm so glad I went and saw it in theaters. It's awesome. Uh, and mm-hmm. what's so cool is, like, I, I mean, I feel like very a very little of it was CGI or probably there probably was some. I'm, I'm sounding dumb by saying that, but I feel like compared to a lot of movies, uh, it was mostly done like in actual real life, which is really cool. That movie's up for Best Picture? Yep. Is it really? Yep. I'm going to have to watch I think it. They, I, know it's on, I think it's on Paramount Plus. Um I think so too. Yeah, check yeah, it out. Oscars, if you haven't seen it. I think the Oscars have realized they need to start including these movies because people stopped caring about right. their award show. Yeah, so you, they need it, to have Top Gun, Avatar two, to have some people tune in. You need yeah. to have movies that people will actually watch, not all these like French silent films exactly. and stuff like that. It's Banshees like, all right. and cheering. 
Yeah, no one's watching that stuff. Put in Avatar, yep. put in Top Gun Maverick, you know. A Top Gun, man, that, that basically rejuvenated the the movie industry, you know, coming out of COVID and the yeah. pandemic. I mean, people went back to the theaters to watch Top Gun. You know, you got to give it props for yeah. that alone. And then the, the, the other yeah, Oscar one, movie that one, I saw. Well, it, you it, go ahead, since you're, we're staying on the Oscar topic. I was going to say something. Well, I was just going to wrap it up with was I saw Elvis. Elvis was a great movie. I thought an Oscar winner in Austin Butler, the lead that played Elvis. Uh, Tom Hanks bothered me a little bit in that one, but still. Oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I remember that take. You didn't like yeah. Tom Hanks, did you? Yeah, he played Colonel Parker, and I just, I, it was just weird watching him, and it was all his mannerisms. I, from what we heard, you know, just like Colonel Tom Parker was, but it just, to me, was a little off putting. But I still give it a 2.9 as a movie yeah. and 3.0 well, for Butler. That means, he, he'll win that the means Oscar. Tom Hanks did awesome, right? That means Tom Hanks was great. If... <laughs> it means I like the movie despite Tom Hanks. It's kind of funny how they, Elvis is the, in that movie, how they kind of just say the only reason Elvis failed was because of Tom Hanks' character. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's your kind of, that's your golden goose, Elvis. I know you love him, so I'll just leave it at that. Have you seen the movie? Uh, parts. And that's that's what it? I've also heard just is parts. that 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 was a big, that's a big thing that they, because it was basically put out by Elvis's estate or whatever, or right. they signed off right. on it. So yeah, he did no wrong, man. He he, it was all this Colonel Parker's fault, and you know that's the reason he was addicted to drugs and all that. So that's just that's your guys's golden boy. Nothing was ever wrong with Elvis. So I feel like Jared's I don't think a anybody ever said that. On that story. <laughs> I mean, is that I am I wrong? And that was basically the the whole thing of the movie is he's the villain in that movie. Uh, yeah, it was partly that, but nobody ever said Elvis didn't do any wrong. You know, I mean, he had the drug issues. He had other issues going on. I mean, you can't uh, shortchange Elvis in pop culture history. My God. Right. He, he's he's right there, you know. And, yeah. and again, watch the movie alone for Austin Butler's performance. It was as good as it gets. Yep. Um, what I was going to throw out there, and actually it drops tomorrow. There's been a lot of pub about it. Uh, the new Netflix docuseries from the same people that made uh, Drive to Survive, the Formula One docuseries, mm -hmm. made full swing following the PGA Tour. Mm. They they dropped episode one. Episode one was great. Uh, I can't wait for this whole entire series to drop uh, tomorrow. It, it's the Drive to Survive. I love that show, and I don't care at all about Formula One racing. So this is just the, the you know the way better version of that, where it's PGA Tour. You know, they got they got all the big names on it. It happened right at the perfect time, right as the L LIV was, you know, exploding. Uh, and so I just can't wait to see the behind the scenes look at uh, a PGA Tour golfer's life. I mean, they they live on the golf course. They're on private jets. You know, they're partying. They're it's everything, man. So I just, I just I'm very excited to watch full swing. On that so what, what do they do? If they're like, what's the point of the documentary? Is it that to show a PGA golfer's life or are they? diving into different topics or like what is it just a behind the scenes look at pga yeah basically i mean it just kind of shows you the i mean if you've seen drive to survive it's kind of like it, it 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 builds like the story of the competition between and the rivalries and all that sort of thing is, is my interpretation of what this show will be uh where it, it's just going to be following these guys you know following them you know on sunday at whatever big tournament you know when they're making a push for to win it all. So it's, it's just, I love the behind the scenes stuff. I mean, I love last yeah. chance you when it's just some community college basketball team uh, and they do last and they do behind the scenes stuff for that. So 
give me these PGA stars. Uh, and I'm going to be sitting there probably binge it all in one day, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Really I, I didn't see the, the F F one documentary, but that, that would be interesting to see some behind the scenes stuff with the PGA. Hopefully I, I'd be curious if they like show it all or how much, right. you know, they're cutting out, you know, HBO basically can show whatever they want, but I'd be curious mm-hmm. if, you know, if there's some stuff that the PGA is like, no, 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 don't, don't show that, you know, cause the PGA tries to be pretty buttoned up, you know, but and it's all I, to the players. I, I think and I, oh, okay. the reason I have high hopes for it is because I think the with, if this had happened, you know, five years ago when PGA was King, I think the players maybe would have been a little bit more reserved and, you know, not been so crazy to tell all about everything. But I think they realized kind of the pressure to, you know, have this social media presence, have this media presence. And I think because of that, guys like Justin Thomas, he's always spoken his mind. Uh, you know, Rory McIlroy, I know they're following uh, John Rahm. It's like, I just think it really will be a good peek behind the curtain at, you know, not only the PGA Tour, but the whole uh creation of liv and how that all kind of went down behind the scenes so i'm just really curious about that part in particular yeah looking forward to it that definitely fits into tedertainment tonight (laughs) so uh let's let's wrap this podcast up but uh i know i gotta ask about something real quick did did you guys see i think i tweeted out from our our three-point pod on twitter um the the new fast and furious movie I th- I'm, I'm going to assume, Ted, you haven't really gotten into those. Jared, are you I have no interest you... whatsoever. No interest I was? at all. I haven't watched the last couple. I, I'm not I'm not a diehard, fast, fast guy. I'm not going to call myself diehard, but, you know, I, I loved the movies when they first were coming out. I haven't seen the last couple. I've, I've seen, I've basically seen them. I haven't sat down from start to finish and watched them. Um, so I, I'm in on it because I, you know, it's one of those movie series that I've kind of kept up with or whatever, but I just think it's uh it's an entertaining movie, great actors, great action, cool cars, you know, stuff like that. So it's just entertainment. It's cheesy. Everyone knows it's cheesy. It's unrealistic, all that kind of stuff. I did see though, that the director came out and said, there's going to be significant casualties in the movie so i wonder if that means dom uh vin diesel's character you know the main character i wonder if that means he's finally gonna yeah no way one of these flying cars is finally gonna crash into a mountain instead of him always figuring out a way to get out of it uh, or or who else (laughs) that they might kill off but you know it's one of those i mean you i think one of us just said it about or ted i think maybe you were saying about last of us or something if these mm-hmm. movies keep making money, they're going to keep making yeah. them. So, That's I mean, right. they, and they always do make a ton of money. So, yeah, I'm curious to watch it. I don't know if I'll go to theaters, you know, and watch it, but definitely going to check it out. Last question for you guys. Where do, where do you fi- fall on Transformers? I see they got another one of those coming out. You out? I kind of love them, man. It's kind of, yeah. I kind of compare it to Fast and Furious where you kind of know it's dumb, but yeah. you kind of can't take your eyes off the screen. That's, that's kind of where I'm at with transformers. Uh, yeah. I love the action, man. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's probably has something to do with the fact that when that first transformers movie came out, I was like eight years old at the time. And it, it, I just couldn't believe what I was watching. Uh, yeah. So I, I love the transformers movies. I was never big yeah. on them. I didn't really watch the cartoon like as a kid or, you know, I, I didn't play with the toys. So I was never that big of a transformers fan again. Yeah. Like Jared said, Movies are cool, you know, some action, cool music, but eh, not my thing. Fair enough. All right, guys, let's get out of here so Jared can pack and get to Arizona. Man, I can't wait to hear about the trip. 
Yeah, the day before vacation is kind of one of the worst days of the year. You got, you got a lot, to, a lot of crap to kind of sort out. Got to get a haircut. It's Valentine's Day. Got to do all that stuff. Got to break and clean the apartment. There's a lot of stuff to do, man. So, yes. All right, we'll let you out of here. Just want to tell you that our sponsors, Memorial Healthcare is now Community Wellness Center in SkyMet Cannabis. SkyMet Cannabis, <clears throat> farm to stash grown right here in Michigan. Uh, over 15 locations in the state. Check out their SkyMet Reserve. If you're over 21, go online at SkyMet.com. Check out the latest deals and sign up for the rewards program. The gift cards are available. There's big discounts off flower right now. And new customers, use the coupon code 3.20 at the front of the store for 20% off SkyMet products. Also want to thank Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center. It's a lot more than just a gym. They have the uh, cardio exercise area, the SkyTrack, where I spend a lot of time on walking and uh, getting my steps in. They also have a therapy pool. You can uh, use the steam and sauna rooms. Please keep your towel on, guys. And uh, <laughs> also learn more by going online at memorialhealthcare.org. Also want to thank AZ Printing Solutions, Capital Sports Fieldhouse, Pro Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Home, Rivals Tap House and Grill and Success Group, mortgage and servicing don't forget to follow us at social media at three point pod subscribe to our youtube channel the z92.5 upcoming game of the week this friday night february 17th hortonville brandon at corona and uh, just as we always say peace and love everybody be kind thanks for listening and uh, pray for all the people over there at, M- at msu hold on Hey gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan Chapter, serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease, and every 90 minutes, someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org. Three Point Podcast is a Sportsnet Michigan Three Point Podcast production. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at Three Point Pod or by email to Three Point Pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.